On today's Locked On Big 12, how much time does the Pac-12 have to get a television deal done before the Big 12 or the Big 10 begin calling? And also, what are others saying about the Pac-12's media situation? Also, could it be the other Pac-12 schools reaching out if they can't get a TV deal done? That's all coming up on today's Locked On Big 12 podcast. Once again, I am your host, Josh Neighbors. No intro today, intro video uh, if you will, because I am still in Costa Rica. For those of you who are new to this channel or are coming back to the channel, thank you guys for watching. I'm out of the country right now, so don't have great Wi-Fi. Recording this on iMovie, so none of the bells and whistles of production are there. But we have a mic, we have a computer, we can do video, we can convert it to audio. The one problem is I'm a day behind. So I'm recording this on March 1st, come out here for you guys on March 2nd. But still, reaction to a lot of what is going on. Make sure you guys... Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Our goal is 3,600 by the end of March. We're about at 35, uh, 3450 right now. So halfway to 500, our goal is 600. So please do that. Like the video, leave your comments as well. Always enjoy the interaction with you all. It gives me great ideas for the show and gives me an uh, you know, idea of what the fans are thinking. Make sure you guys find us wherever you get your podcast. If you cannot watch on YouTube and hey, if you're driving, I don't blame you. Make sure you guys plug in Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and more. All those places you guys can listen to Locked On Big 12. Follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. All right, let's get down to the brass tacks of today's show. So I have given my thoughts on what folks are saying about this Pac-12 situation. Uh, and I think yesterday we got some interesting thoughts. I, I found a really great piece, and I always think my friend Dylan Vance on Twitter, who sends me a lot of stuff, um, I saw it in the Arizona Republic, and it's a really good piece by Jeremy Clough. And it's just kind of all, it's a really good compilation of what like everybody is saying. He's got stuff from, uh, you know, from what's being written like all over the place. Like, like Outkick had a nice piece. KSL had a piece about it. Front Office Sports had a piece about it. Obviously, we heard about Pac-12 coaches speaking about it to Dennis Dodd and CBS Sports. So we're going to go over like what everybody is really saying about this. But kind of my monologue, my opening part of this show, kind of the Josh Neighbors angle is this, is that I mentioned this at the end of the show yesterday, and I should have mentioned it earlier, but I think it's now is a good time. Like, how much time is left for the Pac-12? And I think a great date always, and I know the Pac-12 is probably upset it's happening now, but a great date for referendums, for time to think, whatever, is always the conference tournament, right? Because that is where your conference commissioner comes to see your school at the end of the basketball season, Play, I would play it all out, see what happens. It's kind of a great reset point as we head into spring football. Conversations about that are happening. It's you know kind of the launching point. Like really, when the conference tournaments happen, I mean, we've got what two months left of the school year, uh, depending on, on where you know where you go to school. But roughly two months left of the academic year, right? Once we get into May, you're really facing the end of the academic calendar. And so, you know, in a, a week's time, you know, we start hitting, you know, the, the double digits in March. We're really two months away from the end of the academic calendar um, and, you know, kind of looking forward to the following season. So it's that refresh point. And the Pac-12 is in trouble with that, right? I mean, from all indications, like they are not near a television deal. And I think a lot of folks have been saying that you'd like to have one because the Pac-12 tournament is kind of, you know, that's a gathering point. It's an inflection point on your conference sports season, uh, your men's and your women's tournaments, you know, it's kind of the big gathering outside of your college, uh, your, your college football championship game. And, um, you know, George Klyavkov is going to have to most likely face the media at the Pac-12 basketball tournament. And 
Like we all have a lot of questions about what is he going to say? I mean, do you even want him to say anything? And I think that's a moment where you want to have something down and, and they probably won't. Um, and, you know, I think there's a couple things like what can the Pac-12 reasonably pull off is kind of, you know, what we're talking about. Like how much time does George Klyavkov have? There are several answers to that question. If you ask me, Josh, how much time does George Klyavkov have left to get a television deal comparable to the one the Big 12 has? I'd ask, I'd answer you by saying zero minutes, zero seconds, zero hours, zero days. That ship has sailed. If you ask me, Josh, how much time does George Klyavkov have left to get a television deal that is around $25 million per school payout? I would tell you probably not much. Uh, you know, I'd probably say a couple weeks maybe, if, if that. Um... You know, if you said, hey, how much time does George Klyavkov have to get a deal done, period, you know, that, that, that would keep the Pac-12 intact, I'd tell you probably a bit longer than, you know, past the basketball tournament. But once we get there, like, the heat will turn up. The heat's going to turn up even more. So you might even say, hey, that should be the limit. That should be the date. You might be right about that. But I think there's still time for them to get something done. It's just the problem is, how reasonable is the deal in comparison to the Big 12? Because when you thought that the Big 10's television deal was going to be something you could ride the wave of, and it was not. And then the Big 12 undercut you, and now you are the last dog at the bowl. And then in the words of Billy Bean, uh, you know, the runt of the litter dies, right? And that's what he says in, in the movie Moneyball. And right now the runt of the litter is, you know, it's happening. And it's funny because it's, it's a great comp, like the A's, right? Like he says, you know, the Yankees are taking our kidneys, you know, the, the Red Sox taking or whatever else, like all of our organs and them being gutted. And that's what it feels like right now. Like the Pac-12 is in danger of that happening to them. So they need to come up with some answers. They need to come up fast. But, you know, I think you have to think about this. And this gets us to the piece that we're talking about here. You know, Amazon and what's happening there. Because we heard um, with Andrew Marchand of the New York Post, also John Orand uh, over there with the Orand and Marchand podcast about, you know, where Amazon is right now. And, a great point from this front office sports. He's and this is once again from the article. You guys check this out. Actually, I'll, I'll link it down below. But Jeremy Clough did a great job, kind of putting all this stuff together, and he really zeroed in on some stuff that uh, Mike M Michael McCarthy had to say over from front office sports. He says the silk gloves have come off in the media rights negotiations between Amazon and the Pac-12 conference, and here comes the steel fist. That's helped make Amazon the country's dominant e-commerce company. Amazon is playing hardball in media rights negotiations with the hapless conference, sources told Front Office Sports. The tech giant is holding out for the best game matchups and best financial terms, sources said. That leaves Amazon, Fox Sports, NBC, and ESPN among a dwindling list of suitors for the Conference of Champions. The problem for the Pac-12 is most of the big media entities have linked football deal, uh, inked, excuse me, linked, inked football deals in recent years, or they're hoarding cash as the U.S. advertising market weakens and an economic recession looms. There's a whole lot happening there, right? There is a whole lot happening there. I will say this. I think quality... Quality live sports will still pretty much be immune to a lot of this because advertisers do value it. I think recession or not, like having good college football, good college basketball, that inventory is still going to be 
uh, very appealing to advertisers and ultimately advertisers are the ones that, you know, pay the money to the TV channels, who pay the money to the conferences and the schools, right? That's how this thing goes. You know, the economic recession part of it, guys, I, I am not an economist. I cannot speak to a lot of that, but, you know, with viewership where it is, like, I don't think, I don't think an economic downturn will affect sports viewership. And if sports viewership is still there, then I still think businesses, and, and more in this, in this context, companies, will still find it valuable to advertise. And if, if there are folks out there who know more about this economically than I do, go ahead and say something. Go ahead and say, well, Josh, you're wrong. You're, you know, you point it out. Please, go ahead and do so. But that's just my opinion. Like, I'm if I tell tighten my belt buckle, right, you know, Josh Neighbors doesn't make a ton of money, right, you know, podcasts and radio, whatever. If I tighten my belt buckle due to an upcoming, you know, recession, you know, the company says I can't pay you as much, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is, right? I, the one thing that I, I won't be impacted is like I'm still going to watch sports. Uh, that's my lifeblood. You know, I think I also like in time in times when you know when things are tough, you almost watch more sports, right? It's something that you can rally around, whatever it is. But like I don't think the ratings are going to go down to an economic downturn, and if that's the case, like companies are still going to advertise. Now, maybe the amount of them and how much they'll advertise. That could go down, sure, but like I think the, you know, the advertising market, you know, there might be less less buyers. I don't know, but I still feel like because viewership will be there, companies will still see it worthwhile to advertise there. So I, I'm maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a hundred and ten percent concerned. It seems like in the way that Michael McCarthy is now, he probably knows more about it than I do. But that's just my kind of ten thousand foot view from it. On the Amazon front. You know, the playing hardball comment is really interesting because that is the one thing that I think, whether it's unionizing, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, acquiring products, uh, acquiring other companies, whatever it is, Jeff Bezos and Amazon, this is how a lot of big companies work, but like they have been so shrewd and shrewd to a fault, but like you're going to see it on full display here. Amazon at this point in time, you look around, look to your left, look to your right and say, who is at the table? Who are we bidding against right now? And why can we not reasonably think that we can get the Pac-12, get their best games, and get them for a good price? That is the approach right now that Amazon, and I'm, you know, I'm not sure if it's Bezos who's handling this. Obviously, he's, he's involved right now very much with the Washington commander situation and potentially taking ownership over there. But if you're Jeff Bezos, and once again, Jeff Bezos' proxy in this, why do you feel pressed to give them a ton of money? Now, you might think it like this is an interesting thought. I've, I've been having this recently. Like, is it incumbent on you to do that? Just, so, you know, do you want to give this more money because that money is going to end up helping the product that you see on TV, right? The more money for, you know, facilities and coaching and whatnot. Like, that's actually a valid question of like, well, it, it is an investment in our product in some way. Sure. But if this is a short term five year contract, like, that won't nuke the quality of the football, really. I mean, it would long-term if you're getting less money, sure. Um, you know, that would definitely hurt the product long-term. But in the short-term, like, I don't think Oregon's going to suffer. I don't think Washington's going to suffer. I don't think Utah's going to suffer. And those are the programs that you want to put on your television. You want Dion, you know, against uh, Oregon and, and Dion against Washington and Utah and Oregon, Utah and Washington. You, those, that, that's what you want. Those are the high-dollar games. Right now, you think you might be able to get that for a pretty reasonable price. So I think that is something to track here, but not surprising at all. Amazon is playing hardball, and that might for, that could force the Pac-12 to a price point where certain schools 
are not comfortable with this. Furthermore, some other things that I have to mention in this. Uh, some coaches, some former Pac-12 coaches, talked to Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports. And let's let's think about this. Rich Rodriguez, who coached at Arizona. Mike Bellotti, who coached at Oregon. And then also, I believe we had uh, Dennis Erickson, who coached at ASU. All of those guys in here talking. Now, how valuable are their opinions? You know, I think it's a great question. Right? I think it's a very good question, like how valuable are these opinions. But I think it's interesting, some of their perspectives about visibility and what it does to recruiting. So uh, I'll kind of go, go through some of the quotes here that we had. I think this was Dennis Dodds, uh, uh, Dodds over from CBS Sports. Just double checking. Yeah, Dennis Dodd wrote this. Uh, this came out uh, yesterday. So, or excuse me, on February 28th. So he says, Dennis Erickson, a coach from Arizona State in 2007-2011, Rich Rodriguez, coach from 12 to 17 at Arizona, were among the coaches quoted. Here's a quote from Rich Rod. Quote, what is to stop Oregon and Washington from going to the Big Ten, from Arizona to Arizona State going to the Big 12? Rodriguez, now the coach at Jacksonville State, told CBS Sports. I would think that they're teetering on the brink right now. Rodriguez addressed the Pac-12's ongoing media rights deal saga in the story and made reports that the conference could potentially partner with the streaming service for games. Quote, I know most everybody at, uh, everybody can go get ESPN Plus or the streaming things, Rodriguez said. You're not going to have it on in the bars. Your visibility will never be the same, ever. Then there's just the perception, oh, you guys played, I didn't see it, and then you won't be talked about, right? Uh, here's one from Dennis, Erica, uh, Dennis Erickson. It's nice when you can turn on a regular channel and not worry about all the other stuff, Erickson told CBS Sports. I think it will hurt them in recruiting, no question. Now, I'm going to look here. Dennis Erickson age. Uh, let's see how old our guy Dennis Erickson is. He is not young. He is 75 years old. So I think there are two things here. Number one, Dennis Erickson is not representative of what the modern media, you know, young younger folks, whatever, uh, can do and, and their their aptitude and their you know their ability to navigate social you know medias whatever he does not represent that fully but he does represent a large generation of folks that do watch their college football there are a lot of older folks who like to watch college football and uh, he you know he's right it's nice we can turn on a regular channel and not worry about all the other stuff that is something that we have touched on many times before on this show. Uh, interesting comment here from Rich Rod. We always thought at Arizona they like football, but I don't know if they really love it. So once the players uh, leave our football building, they're not really hearing people talk about it a lot. We had to make it really, really important, more so than uh, you know we should have. We wanted to them to feel how important it was to our players. Uh, and then also you mentioned how you know in the south southeast you don't have that problem. Mike Bellotti, interesting comment. I have that impending sense of doom. Bellotti told the Pac-12. Uh, told Dennis Dodd, rather. All of my life, I've always been a West Coast guy. I can just see the Pac-12 falling apart, he said. And so all of these guys are worried about visibility. They're worried about recruiting. They're worried about interest, fan interest, right? What does that mean for when our players uh, you know, hear all this stuff? Like That is so interesting to hear these guys think about visibility, number one thing. And they're, you know, they're plugged in and whatnot, but they're like, this, this feels like it's on the edge. For a lot of those guys, they can feel the strength being zapped out of the conference. I think it's a really interesting sticking point. I think it's something that we have to track here is how how loud are the chorus of folks outside? Because, guys, the external heat from every single angle now is turning up from media to, you know, the Big 12 narrative to now former coaches are now talking about it. 
and ADs are, are speaking out publicly. George Klyavkov is under the gun. All of these things are coming together to affect, you know, what we believe to be the timeline. Excuse me. Or what could be the timeline in this situation. All of that is now being is now working in concert. Some other things from across the board that we uh, that I saw in this piece that I thought were pretty interesting. Uh, David Hookstead wrote that it was reported George Klyavkov was given until mid-April to get this situation figured out. Well, now that's roughly six weeks away, and the Pac-12 seems to be in panic mode. It's almost as if the ship is going down, and the conference is scrambling for a potential uh, partner, from potential partner, to see if there's a lifeboat anywhere. Right now, it appears the boats have all launched, and the Pac-12 is not on one. In the desert news, the Pac-12 risks further mockery if it doesn't secure a new media deal. Right, look, further mo mockery is like the worst of their problems. Now, narrative-wise, in the media, sure it's a problem, but mockery I can deal with. Uh, and also, what does the mockery matter if if there is no, uh, you know, if there's no conference? Like getting mocked doesn't matter if there's no no other, you know, if there's no league at all. Like oh yeah, it folded whatever. The stakeholders involved will get mocked. They will get kind of they'll take some heat, but like. If the conference folds, I guess, like George Klyavkov will take heat, but are ASU, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, uh, Oregon, and Washington like, going to specifically take heat? No. Now, they might take some heat and embarrassment for, hey, look, guys, you screwed up. You you know, for the conference of champions that is a progressive card of the country, right, and, uh, you know, as forward-thinking as you folks in the West Coast like to say you are, and I'm, I'm just... You know, speaking generalities here, not to make a political statement, but they are more, that is a more progressive part of the country, clearly. And for you all not to see the future, not to think, wow, you know, they should have taken Big 12 schools when they had the chance, folks. They should have done it when they had the chance. They made the comment too late about, we haven't decided that we're going shopping there yet, which is good. I mean, guys, you can, that comment is going to get plastered like all over the place for George Klyavkov if this happens. So he will be embarrassed. You know, he'll probably, he might get a job again, like doing something. I'm not sure what it is, but like that is a massive embarrassment for him. But like, what, the, the conference being embarrassed won't matter if the conference is gone, if that makes sense. So, you know, I, I think, I think I'm wondering about like how much does the embarrassment really matter because that embarrassment idea would like assume that there is a conference. And I'm not sure if that's the deal at this point, right? You know, I think we have to, you know, have to be a little bit skeptical uh, about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, look at look at the, listen to just all these article titles. You know, this is this is what it says: Desert News, Pac-12 risks further mockery if it doesn't secure new media rights deal soon. Front Office Sports, dwindling media options for the Pac-12. Outkick, Pac-12's media rights situation spiraling downward. KSL uh, says that Pac-12 could be ripe for the picking, even with a new media deal. Right, even with a new media deal, they could be ripe for the picking. And this article title from Jeremy uh, from Jeremy Clough, Pac-12 expansion realignment speculation, quote impending sense of doom, end quote over media deal. It's all coming together, folks. The heat is on, and I know for a fact, and I mentioned this yesterday, and somebody put in the comments, you know, if Brett Yormark hasn't you know figured it out yet, you know what, what each school can get and kind of contact folks, uh, you know, you need to do it now. Guys, he, I, I think we have to trust that he's ahead of this thing. I think we have to trust that he knows that the heat is on. And also, one, one other part of this, too, I think it's interesting. Like, the Gonzaga piece of news was there for a second. Now it's gone. If Gonzaga wants to join a major conference, maybe they should do it now because the Pac-12 looks like it might be kaput. And if that's the case, like, you don't want to join that league and have that happen. Also, what if the Big 12 adds, 
Utah, Colorado, ASU, you know, all, all these schools, whatever, like, is the Big 12 going to say, you know what, we need Gonzaga now as a basketball-only member. We need to get to, like, 17 basketball members or whatever it's going to end up being. Uh, you know, I guess because we're going to 12 next year total in schools, and then you had four corner schools, 16. Like, you might, if you're Gonzaga, you might want to consider jumping ship pretty soon. Like, getting to the, or not jumping ship, like, going to the Big 12 pretty soon if that's something that you want. And the Big 12 is saying, like, we want that too. Even if they don't make you a full media partner, I think it'd still be, I'm not sure how they're making now, but, like, you'll still get a lot. And also, you'll get some of the distribution from other Big 12 schools in the NCAA tournament, I'd assume. So maybe you want to go that direction. Just throwing that out there. Um, So I think that's an interesting piece of it. But all of these headlines, like, the bad headlines are mounting. And I know it's just me reading it. I'm kind of falling victim to, like, not the fandom part of it, I guess, but, like, just the general media. Like, perception is reality. And the perception continues to be, you are a sinking ship. Uh, you know, you know, you're, everybody's jumped off. You know, the, the life rafts have gone. Like, you know, this conference has nowhere to go. They have scraped the iceberg. They are heading down. And it sounds like there's no way to patch the hole on this ship because they're going to get less money than they thought originally. And look, like the Pac-12 guys, it, it can get a television deal done. They have enough brands. They have Oregon. They got a Washington, uh, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, ASU, Washington State, Oregon State, like Stanford. They've got actual brands that people would pay for. They're just not going to pay enough for it. Like they could get a television. If they wanted to say, we'll stay together. Sure. Take a deal. 15 million a pop per school per year. Right. Enjoy that. Oregon and Washington will not sign off on that. But like they, they could they could get a television company or companies to agree to a deal like that. It's not going to happen though. Just telling you, it's not going to happen because there are too many too many teams, uh, too many schools rather that could get more money if they just waited, uh, or they went uh, elsewhere. I should say. Um, all right, so uh, let's take a quick pause and let's hear from one of our sponsors today on the show. Today's Locked On Big Twelve podcast is brought to you all by FanDuel, the FanDuel sportsbook is the number one sportsbook in America. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app today. Uh, Sign up. It's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. The interface is by far the best. So don't miss this chance. No-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, it's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment matter more with the FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. So one more thing we have to tackle here on today's show. Uh, actually, two more things. Number one, big announcement for the Big 12 today. Um, was talking to a couple of people and just kind of, you know, about what's happening at the Big 12 conference. They are really attempting to bolster what is, you know, their conference basketball tournament experience, a lot of their experiences. But they announced today they're going to have Fat Joe, uh, Fat Joe's uh, there at the Big 12 basketball tournament. They're going to have DJ Diesel, Shaq is going to be there, which is pretty awesome. And then nationally, they're going to have Jordan Sparks, and uh, also they're going to have Lainey Gardner, who is there to do the national anthem. I remember Ashanti was out there and absolutely just crushed the national anthem at the, at the Big 12 championship game. Guys, I think Brett Yormark understands, obviously, the visibility, the hipper, younger, cooler thing. He also gets basketball pretty much as a future, right? And why not capitalize off of something that is already, like, one of your strengths? Uh, Kids like basketball, youth like basketball, Twitter likes basketball because it's a shorter game, right? The Big 12 is great at it, so why not capitalize off of it? 
makes a ton of sense from where I'm sitting. So it's pretty cool. Like Shaq being there. I mean, Shaq might be the big, biggest get you can get. And he's also performing a set, which is going to be freaking hilarious and awesome. So uh, shout out to the Big 12 tournament for doing that. And the Big 12 keeps this positivity train rolling. All right. Then on the front of uh, basketball, you know, the actual action. So you all will see this. Texas TCU game will have happened. But Kansas won out, not outright yet, but they have at least uh, guaranteed themselves a share of the Big 12 championship. They did that with a win against Texas Tech last night, grinding it out. Bill Self going with the back-to-back, and they feel like they might go back-to-back as national champions. It's going to be tough to do. Don't love the way Jalen Wilson's playing right now. But have to shout them out to get at least a share of it. Um, not saying some underdog story. They were uh, they were a proven, you know, a good team coming in. But I was skeptical about how great this group would be this year just because I'm like, okay, Dewan Harris needs to get better. Jalen Wilson's got to take the steps. Grady Dick is a freshman. is go back and forth. I like Kevin McCullough a lot. So that's a good addition. And also they lack depth, and I'm not sure how good K.J. Adams has been. They have, they've answered pretty much every question that you have at every single step of the way. I mean, guys like Dewan Harris stepping up, Jalen Wilson stepping up, and Bill Self's empowered those guys. Like, they know how important they are to that team. I feel like it doesn't have to be said. Also, great, great, great clip of him last night going, what in the F is going on out there, I believe is what the, was the quote. Like, just, that's how he's like, guys, fellas. Because it's a group of guys who played a lot of ball. Uh, Grady Dick, obviously, withstanding, right, being the young guy. But, like, guys who played a lot of ball. And now at this point, they played a decent m- number of games uh, together. So I think that is something that's pretty impressive. You know, just see him fire him up like that. But Texas Tech, man, they just keep coming. They just keep coming. I mean, they're going to be dangerous guys in the conference basketball tournament. Once we get them on a neutral court, like, I'm actually, I'm so interested to see what happens to these teams on a neutral court because it feels like every single game might just be, might just come down to the wire. Because, like, you know, we haven't played neutral games in a long time, and these teams have been so good at protecting home court, but also you have, like, random Oklahoma games where they kick somebody's ass, right? And it's like, oh, they just killed Alabama. What the hell just happened? Oh, my God, they're, they're playing Texas in OT. They led the game in most of the second half. Oh, my God, they just beat Iowa State at Hilton Coliseum. Like, what the hell is going on here? You know, Texas Tech, right? And, like, wild comeback, you know, with TC the other day. Another game was a home game. But, like, you just don't know what's going to happen, it feels like, when we put these teams on a neutral floor. And, like, who... The better it feels like the better team that day will win because it's just you know there's there's fans from each team there but it's just ball we're just balling at that point so I'm excited to see what happens on that front but KU at least a share of the Big 12 championship if Texas you know when you all are seeing this if Texas is beating TCU that means Saturday T, uh, Texas can beat KU for the other half of the Big 12 championship if Texas loses TCU then KU your regular season Big 12 champions. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave a comment. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.